I guess I've known Brother Hare all of my life. I, I used to go hear him sing when I was little. And uh, uh, anyway, but uh, Brother Hare, uh, his father, a tremendous man of God. And I used to pre- I preach for, for Brother Hare's father. He called Brother Townley and I the boys of God. He said, I usually call our preacher a man of God. He said, y'all ain't old enough to be a man of God. You boys of God. And uh, what a character. He loved the truth. And truth is continuing on in Moss Bluff, uh, Louisiana. And God's blessing. God's moving in a great way. They pastor a great church. And uh, they also have a great youth conference every February. It's the last week of February. And... uh, most, uh, most we've we've missed a year or two, but most of those meetings we have made it. It's a long way. You might want to think about having it on when normal people have, like Thursday and Friday, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Just a thought. That drive Saturday coming back is a killer. But anyway, uh, he's gonna he's gonna do whatever he wants to do anyway. But just a thought. But, Brother Hare, we love you, appreciate you. We are looking forward to the Word of God being preached tonight. He's brought a a whole host from Moss Bluff. They came to support their pastor. That's awesome. And uh, we're so glad they're here. Brother Hare, we're going to preach with you. Love you. Thank you, Brother Weeks. Praise the Lord, everybody. Now, first, we need to set the record straight. Brother Weeks did hear me sing, but he didn't come to hear me sing. I had a beautiful cousin. That's who he was coming to hear sing. <laughs> and, uh, I did so well in my teenage years singing that I retired at an early age and uh, went on to something else. I'm trying to master preaching now. But I'm so glad to be here in church with a great group of young people. We came to have church tonight. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap this evening. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can be seated for a few moments here tonight. And uh, I certainly enjoyed it. came last year to the youth conference and uh, just... uh, enjoyed everything that we saw and felt and uh, you're such a hospitable group of people I was looking tonight when we came in it was kind of like a gauntlet you went after one man and the next man and then there were ladies inside but they were all welcoming people to the house of the Lord I think we ought to be proud of where we go to church hallelujah Holy Ghost that I got didn't make me sour and cranky and selfish, but I still believe there's room for a stranger in God's house tonight. So I appreciate your spirit here, and I know that is a tribute to your excellent leadership, these cadets. Man, I felt important tonight. I had water, got pens, handkerchief, a new pair of shoes, uh, the basket, Jace is broken into the basket, and uh, thank you for everything. I really do appreciate that. It is an honor to be here with Brother and Sister Johnson, and uh, that's uh, heroes of mine. I 
We we love them, and they have blessed our church, and it is uh, just a great uh, privilege to get to be around the Johnson family. And now his son is pastoring, and I love them and respect them. All of these ministers, I appreciate you. Appreciate what Brother Bass had to say tonight. That awesome. And, uh, we we are encouraged. And, and uh, I, I don't believe any generation has a monopoly on the truth. The Bible says that it endures to all generations. And, and uh, his truth is marching on. We just have to make sure we keep marching with the truth. And so uh, I salute all of these. What, what Brother Weeks and, and this church is doing, your vision for, for a youth conference and, and investing in, in young lives, it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful, wonderful. And that was great preaching tonight. And I know uh, tomorrow is going to be wonderful with uh, uh, Brother Benton. I don't don't know him, but Brother Thrasher and then uh, Brother Thompson. Uh, that's wonderful. And Brother Nathan Cox. I I uh, I know it's going to be. I'm just regret. I've got to go. My little girl is uh, singing. And I'm investing in my children as well. I uh, I want them to. To know that they are, they are my, my prime goal. I want to save myself and I want to save my family. I also want to save our young people. I've got them here and a lot of the, we've got another busload coming in tonight. Now, speaking of moving dates around, it's tough on school. They're about to kick us out of school for missing. So I was going to tell you, you need to move it to Saturday. But whatever. <laughs> Anyhow, and I know he's going to do what he wants to do. So. Uh, we're going to have a great time while we're here, and uh, I I um, I love these ministers. I I am blessed. I'm a product of, of preaching, and I I uh, I just want to do my part here tonight that uh, that I would be a blessing to young people. I love young people. It's good to see my neighbor, brother Shields, here. And and I was looking at that flyer. Y'all do things so well. It's beautiful in here. And I got to looking at the pictures on that, and I believe I'm the oldest guy up here. I, Brother Thrasher, he may be older, but I know I look older. And uh, I've never been an elder at a meeting here, but I promise you I'm full of excitement tonight. I come to encourage some young people tonight. I come to salute you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This young man that was singing tonight, uh, last week we were at a youth rally and he was texting me going through hell on earth in the house and not knowing what was going to go on, just going through stuff that, that a young person shouldn't have to. But I saw him standing up here singing the praises of God. Looks good, looks apostolic, made a choice. I know there's stories like that out here. We're here to salute you. We're here to lift up your hands. We're here to let you know that God's got it all in control. Praise God. Let's all stand tonight and lift up our voice to the Lord this evening. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for letting us be in your house, God. We praise you tonight. Magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can remain standing if you will. And, and uh, this is so fun tonight. Make God great again. I was looking for something.
kind of go with the theme. I couldn't find a, a God hat, but look, I brought Jace's hat tonight. Uh, we rode the Trump train over here tonight. <laughs> but we, uh, we, and he's talking about the Trump train. Um, believe me. <laughs> he, He's making the ones mad that I think ought to be mad. All the pictures I see, it's a bunch of weirdos and wackos and Greenpeace and the lesbos. I say, let's bring America back today. Hallelujah. It belongs to us. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, thank God for good people with common sense. And, uh, so, if you'll turn your Bibles to the book of 1 Kings. It's a privilege to be in Brother Weeks. Uh, I'm sure this is not his pulpit, but uh, uh, he's he's such an incredible man and and uh, an unbelievable preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah! And, since I'm given all these opinions, he ought to preach his own conference. My goodness, if I could preach like that, I wouldn't invite anybody. But he is an awesome, awesome man, and we love Sister Weeks and Abby. They, you got a first-class family here. That's God. That's right. That's right. A lot of you may not know me. But uh, we, we really, I really love the Weeks family. My, they took, before, uh, before me and my wife got together, they took her in to their trailer. She stayed with them a little while. And Sister Weeks talked my wife out of marrying some knucklehead. I don't think they knew I was in store. They may have told her to go ahead and marry him, but... I appreciate that. I like the weeks. My my wife's mad at them, but no, I'm teasing. <laughs> we go way back, and, and I love you very much. Your church looks wonderful, and I'm so thankful. Every time I've heard Brother Weeks, he stood for truth. His life represents his message, and uh, that's that's all you need to say about that is being genuine. What a compliment to Brother Bass, a genuine a genuine Christian, Hallelujah. So, uh, if we're going to read from the book of First Kings, glad again our church is here. Brother Nun, his wife drove the van, a van, and uh, and then tonight we've got some more coming in. They went to school today, but I promised Brother Weeks. I said, when y'all have something, if you'll invite us and let us know, I want to come because they have come for years to our youth weekend, and that means so much to us. I appreciate that. First Kings chapter 22, in verse 30, And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and enter into the battle, but put thou on thy robes. And the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. 
But the king of Syria commanded his thirty and two captains that had rule over his chariots, saying, Fight neither with small nor great, save only with the king of Israel. And it came to pass when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat, that they said, Surely it's the king of Israel. And they turned aside to fight against him, and Jehoshaphat cried out. And it came to pass when the captains of the chariots perceived that it was not the king of Israel, that they turned back from pursuing him, and a certain man drew a bow at a venture and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. Wherefore, he said unto the driver of his chariot, Turn thine hand and carry me out of the host, for I am wounded. And the battle increased that day, and the king was stayed up in his chariot against the Syrians and died at even, and the blood ran out of the wound into the midst of the chariot. Now, we're at youth conference, right? <clears throat> we, uh, I come to have a good time tonight. Come to put our foot on the devil's head tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Only, only thing I haven't liked, I guess y'all can see me. The only thing I don't like is it's dark. And, uh, I got a guy in the church. He sleeps while I preach in broad daylight. So I was looking at these lights. I said, I bet he's laid out on the pew somewhere, stretched out. I can't see him. I throw things in our church, so I'm not going to do that tonight. But wake up if y'all see him sleeping. Uh, but, hey, I figure we ought to loosen up tonight. That's right. That's right. Look, my son's here. My son's here. I did this. I did this at our church one time. I, I uh, brought on a Bible study night. A hundred dollar bill, and uh, and I said I'm going to give this. I was talking about holding on to truth, and I said I'm going to give this to the young man that can get here the fastest, and uh, and get this and hold on to it. And I said we're not going to. You can't punch, and you can't gouge eyes out, but everything else is going to be on. It's going to be on right here. And there were some boys from Moss Bluff. I mean, they rushed up there, and he grabbed it and took the $100 bill, and, of course, they mobbed him. They, they were all into that. I don't even think some of them were trying for the money. They were just beating the snot out of him. <laughs> they grabbed, hey, they started pulling on him, and he took the $100 bill and stuffed it in his mouth. Well, that ended that. They just said, you can have the money. But I got home. I got home. And Jace, my, my boy, he said, Daddy, did you really give that guy $100? And he's not forgiving me since that. He's a money man. He's a Donald Trump in the making. But for youth camp, we, a youth conference to talk about investing in young people, I wonder if anybody here would like a hundred dollar bill tonight. Now, no, no Moss Bluff people, because you, you, they'll think it's rigged. Hundred dollars. Nobody needs it. Nobody. Wants, no, no preach. No, no, no. This is young people. You, you're an old man. Praise God. Girls first. Any girls want a hundred dollars? Wait, I'm gonna change my message. Wait. Look, that's good. Let me tell you the rules first. For you take this $100, this is going to be for girls only. 
You're going to run up here and scream when you get to, as loud as you can. Thank you, Jesus, to the top of your lungs. Any girls, let me see your hand for you coming here as I saw us. All right, girls, you want it. Here you go. Wait, that's my finger. All right. Good. All right, boys, we're not going to leave you out. We got money, money. You, I want you to jump up and just jump about four times after you get the money and shout hallelujah as loud as you can. Wait. This is dangerous. No moss, but all right. Let's go. uh, Give me that money. You got to holler hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Y'all having fun? Y'all want to really get wild here tonight? Let's up the ante with three hundred dollars right here. Anybody that get it and run around this church and shout, "I love you, Jesus!" Right here. There you go. Brother Weeks need 500 for the damages. That's it. I'm finished. Good night. You know what I could preach tonight? That's the first time I've seen somebody run the aisles at youth conference. I could preach. Do you have to be paid to worship the God? Or is there anybody that's just unashamed to lift up your voice and shout to God because... He's worthy. Never going to be back. We're tearing the place up. But that's not what I'm going to preach tonight. I'm going to preach this. I'm going to preach the cure for counterfeit Christians. Because these people, if they look a little closer, that says this is uh, for motion picture use only. (laughs) But you got a good blessing out of shouting anyway. Now you use that at Walmart and you'll go to prison. And I've never seen you, don't know who you are either. (laughs) Somebody ready to preach with me tonight. I believe we're looking at some genuine Holy Ghost apostolic people. It's not a shame of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You that got that money can preach this with me that, you know, counterfeits are rip-offs. They're rip-offs. They look good on the outside, but they have no value on the inside. They're worthless. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the cure for the counterfeit Christian. Praise God. You go back to your seats. Let's have a good time. Clap your hands to the Lord tonight.
1977, James Brewer was arrested in Tennessee. He was suspected of killing his neighbor in a fit of jealous rage. Brewer jumped bail and fled to Oklahoma, where he and his wife began a new life together under the names Michael and Dorothy Anderson. True story. It's not kind of counterfeit story. That was just kidding. I'm going to preach to you tonight. I'm tell you the truth. They became active members of a local church where his wife established a Bible study group. They, they also raised a daughter who married and, and made them grandparents. But just a few years ago in 2009, Mr. Brewer had a very serious stroke and, and, uh, he felt before he died, he felt compelled to confess to the crime that had weighed on his conscience for over 30 years. So, uh, his wife called the police department. They came to the hospital where he was on life support and, uh, said that her husband wanted to confess to a murder. And he did. He confessed to the crime with the help of his wife who had to translate due to, the, due to the effects of his stroke. But the only problem was that Mr. Brewer did not die. He got better. And when he was released from the hospital, he surrendered to Tennessee authorities who dragged him back to the, to the state of Tennessee to court with the same lawyer he had over 32 years ago when he jumped bail and he's serving life in prison in Tennessee today. The world is full of frauds, phony people. We just defeated one narrowly for the White House. <laughs> I was I was reading about this subject and researching on the computer of all these uh, men who were leading double lives. And I, I told my wife, I said, look, you come up there and Google what I'm looking up. Don't be worried. <laughs> uh, I said, I'm trying to, I'm reading some stories. And there, there are men across the world that, that, uh, they all raised two families many times in the same, in the same vicinity uh, that people never... But sooner or later, the truth is always going to come out. Sooner or later, your sins will find you out. What we read tonight was of a world-class counterfeit named King Ahab. You you read his highlights and his stories and you will find he was the biggest fraud that had come on the scene for many years. Uh, when you read of Naboth's deal that 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 Ahab had for Naboth. You found out that that Ahab was not really a deal maker, but he was a thief, he was a liar, and eventually he became a murderer. It's who Ahab really was. He was supposed to be a child of God. 
but when it came time to choose a wife, he didn't look inside the church. He looked outside and married the daughter of Ethbael of the Zidonians, a Jezebel, married out of the will of God and led, led his family and his nation into idolatry and all types of debauchery. That was who Ahab was, a counterfeit. Ahab pretended that he loved preachers. Oh yeah. He was surrounded by men of God. It, it looked, looked right when they came into his court. There were preachers there. But, but when it came time for the preacher to confront him, you found out really what was inside of Ahab. He didn't, really didn't want to hear a preacher. He just wanted one that looked like it was his pastor and looked like that he was obeying. But really, in the smoke-filled room, he said, I hate my K.I. Because he always had something to tell me bad. He always is telling me how to live. He's always telling me what I can't do. You'll find Ahab trying to silence the voice of the preacher. Find him hunting Elijah. Find him being a counterfeit. And then when we got to this passage, the big battle, Ahab he disguised himself. Now, counterfeits are slick now. You think of this. Think of he was a smooth talker. He talked his friend into dressing up into his outfit. Said, they're trying to kill me. Why don't you wear this? Now, I don't figure, I hadn't figured out, I hadn't read a version how he got that done, but he did. Uh, he, the guy was some kind of, he was a goofball. But, uh, yeah, he did it. He was slick. He was suave. And he disguised himself to blend in with his surroundings. He, he didn't want people to know who he really was. Now, I'm going to tell you today if there are any counterfeits of somebody that might be on the fence about really living for God, you can run for a little while, but you can never hide. You can never hide. You can never get away from the hand of God. Because just as smooth as Ahab thought he was, it said there was a certain man that just drew a bow. Let me tell you, friend, that was more than coincidence. But it was the hand of God that grabbed that arrow and said, Ahab, I know who you are. I know where you're living. I know what you've been doing. And it's going to be payday today for the counterfeit. Oh, I want to tell you, there's only one way to live for God, young people. It's with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Thank God for people that are sold out. Sold out. This past June, you can be seated. This past June, we took 58 young people and, and some parents to New York City. It was, like, it was 7 million people there, kind of like Valdosta or something or Lake Charles. If y'all go to New York, it'll be better. It's never the same. We brought culture to New York City last year. 58 of us going through that place. We saw sights 
Some of them are unlawful or utter. But uh, they they march into a little different beat in New York City than they do in Moss Bluff. I went to a place, some of you have probably been to Union Square. Come off the subway and, uh, man, before you could even see it, you could hear this noise. And and, uh, it was a catchy beat and went up there. And there were some guys, one guy had a trombone, another guy was sitting on a five-gallon bucket. And, he had, and I mean, he was wearing those buckets out. And I thought some people, they got to feel like they got to have the nicest of everything before they get to uh, grace the church with their talents. But uh, uh, there's some people tearing up a five-gallon bucket and a bowl and a spoon and making the making some good noise and so it was neat i was enjoying it and they were you know there's another deal i think whatever we do we are do it with all our heart if you're gonna get in churches get in with both feet if you're gonna clap your hands give up that patty cake bit i mean we have a preacher come by he say clap your hand like you lost your mind i don't know about that but you ought to clap them hard you ought to clap them with your whole heart If you're going to lift up your voice, you ought to shout with a voice of triumph. When you dance, you ought to put your feet up and down. (laughs) But anyway, so I was watching that. I told you I finished with the counterfeit stuff. I'm telling the truth. Come up, come up out of there, out of the subway, and there were these guys, they shaved their heads, kind of like mine, but it was in reverse. They had hair on the middle, and uh, I thought about joining the Hare Krishnas, but I couldn't get my hair fixed right. Couldn't get that ponytail up there. And uh, Hey, look, they, they were all over the place. There were some squatting on the ground, and... Uh, and then there was the others. They were going. Of course, they were taking up an offering, and 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 they were chanting, and they were they were into it, and they were making noise, and and uh, there, I mean, seven. There are people going every direction you can imagine, but they weren't ashamed to be dressed like Hari Christians. They weren't ashamed to be chanting whatever they. I didn't understand what they, but that whatever they were doing, they were into it. I'm telling you, I walk across the street. And there were these guys, they were dressed up, it looked like, uh, looked like the nativity scene, uh, a very dark one. They were all black guys. And they had these Bible-looking robes on, and they had charts. And, uh, and there was one of them, he was preaching. And, he, he would, and uh, I thought they were Muslims or something. I mean, they looked like they were ticked off. But he was preaching about the Bible. And the chart said the 12 tribes of Israel. You look it up and he, he got down and, uh, the tribe of Judah was the, it said the, uh, the Negro tribe is what he said. So this wasn't in a church, this was on a sidewalk. And four of them guys were over there and I got to looking around and I mean, it wasn't real sharp, but I figured out I was in the vast minority of that crowd. I was like right here to right there. And I mean, you know, when somebody's serious about it, it kind of catches your attention. So he, he was telling it like this. He was doing, 
And uh, so I was listening how he'd broken down every tribe of Israel. Y'all don't know this. You need to, you're going to find some out. And it was all minorities. They were, uh, there's, the bad news, there's no whites in that deal. Because he got down to his point line and he said, he looked at me. He said, they ought to kill every white man on the corner. I said, I believe that's my exit to leave. I believe I, 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 I'm off the bus, Gus. I'm out here. All right in the same area. We got some chicken. Came outside. We did. And, and there were sirens coming down. Policemen coming down Union Avenue. And, uh, and uh, so th- then you could hear off in the distance. Boom, the drums. Boom, 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 boom. And I went out and looked. And, and as far as you could see, I'm telling you, it was thousands of it wasn't the group that I wanted to be in. Weirdos. These Trump post protesters were. And the closer they got the closer hey, I've got one night, so I'm gonna just tell it all right now. It said it was uh it was the dykes on parade. It was lizards of every shape and size. And, you know, I got an enlightenment that day. I understand why some of them are like that. Ain't no man would have anything looking like that. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) But you know what they were doing? They were singing. They were singing. They were singing, oh, when the dykes go marching in. I'm telling you the gospel truth. Oh, when the dykes. I said, y'all marching in, but I don't want to go where you marching to. You going to the hot place, sister. Uh, that's an abomination to God. Amen. You don't tell me 10,000 of them were born that way. They made a decision that they rebelling against their creator. But I didn't tell you all about, I didn't come to tell you about all those weirdos. I was tell what we were doing out there is we had a group of apostolic young people that had their shirts on and we were singing in the subways. We sang on Times Square. We got us set up somehow. Victoria's back there. She got us set in with Coney Island and we set out in the, in the, uh, right in the middle of where they were coming. We gave out 500 and something waters, I believe, in just a little over 30 minutes. And they were singing choir songs. They were singing, I'm sold out. They were singing, that same spirit, amen, lives on the inside of me. I'm going to tell you what else. That guy that came from Coney Island, the director, he said, he said, Pastor, this is unbelievable. He said, this spot, has been known for years as Sodom by the sea. It's had everything known under the sun perform out here. But this is the best thing we've ever seen. We are proud of your young people. It's it's a spirit. I'm going to tell you, young people, it's time to come out and be loud and be proud of who you are and what you've got. We don't have to be ashamed. You need to lift up your chin. Lift up your head we serve the great king oh if you're not ashamed why don't you just make a joyful noise a noise to the Lord hey we could have been in any of those groups 
but it was the mercy of God that brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. I got the spirit of discernment on me. I've discerned some of y'all have heard of Jeff Foxworthy. See, I knew it. Brother Foxworthy, he said this, if chiggers are included on your list of top five hygiene concerns, you might be a redneck. He said, if you burn your yard rather than mow it, you are a redneck. If your wife's job requires her to wear an orange DOTD vest, you might be a redneck. If you have the local taxidermist uh, phone number on speed dial, you might be a redneck. <laughs> yeah. He got personal on that because I looked at my phone. I said, if you ever hit a deer with your car on purpose, you might be a redneck. <laughs> I, somebody's in here that's got this said, if they can hear your car a long time before they see it, you might be a redneck. <laughs> But I've got the spiritual version. This is the Foxworthy King version right here tonight. This is Reverend Foxworthy. If you believe that baptism in Jesus' name is just a matter of semantics, you might be a counterfeit Christian. Acts 4 and 12 says there's neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby you know it we must be saved marvel not that I say unto you you must you must be born again if you believe the Holy Ghost is just an added blessing you might be a counterfeit Christian This good book says, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. You gotta be born of the water, and you gotta be born of the Spirit. That's not what Pentecost says, that's what the good book says. Tell your buddy, say, turn that hearing aid up, you need this. If you don't believe in being accountable, and obedient to one pastor and one church, you are a counterfeit Christian. That was a little weaker response. But I'm going to tell you, God still puts a man over you, Ahab. God still got a preacher. That's still how he's going to speak to you. Amen. And when he gets on your roll, it's not time to get praying about moving. It's time to get praying about getting right. you hadn't figured out how to wear enough clothing to cover an elbow or cover a knee or cover your neckline or 
cover those other lines, you might be a counterfeit Christian. If you don't have a television in your home, but you're watching it on your cell phone, you know who you are. You might be a counterfeit Christian. Oh, yeah. Y'all didn't know Foxworthy believed all this, did you? If you're more faithful to play than you are to get on your knees and pray... You might be a counterfeit Christian. Let's slow this thing down here. Let me tell you, it still takes prayer. It still takes fasting. There's never anything fancy about prayer. There's never a prayer pep route. You just got to bow up, amen, and kneel down and get to talking to God. Let's don't substitute the genuine Holy Ghost for some some propped up imaginary uh, move of God. But let's bring the power. Let's bring the glory. Let's bring the life-changing gospel to our generation. Y'all don't need this, but it's good. We can rally about it anyway. Amen. I like your spirit in here tonight. But you know, if people are afraid to get out and shout before God... They're probably a counterfeit Christian. You know that kind of people when the music gets going in the beat, and they, they, they may get out of the pew, but they're going to lean on that sheetrock a little bit. I'm going to tell you, I believe every single young person, middle, everybody, you, you ought to have an experience with God. You ought to know what it's like to dance before the Lord with all of your might. Hey, who's got one of those, uh, who's got some of that worthless money? Hey, I lost a $100 bill out of this. Oh, no, there it is. Thought Brother Cox slipped a snake in him. This is the real deal. Where's that counterfeit? Yeah, it isn't gonna do you any good. <laughs> you are. I'm not giving you this one though. <laughs> now look. You can re- you can research this. I wanna tell you about authentic currency versus Real money. I don't know who I can trust here, so I'm. That's why I said no Moss Bluff boys. <laughs> Brother Cox, I trust him. All right. Hold him up. You feel that? Unique currency. I mean, real currency. It has a unique feel to it. Because of its distinct ingredients. Hear this. No other, no other product matches its consistency. No matter how old it is. No matter how many are produced. Or no, or no matter where they are produced. They will all have the exact same manufacturing methods. 
I'm so glad to know that what I heard just as a little boy, I can still hear a 17-year-old preach that there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, one door. Anybody coming in the other way is nothing but a thief and a robber. And I know that Acts 2.38 is the key to that door. We got a girl. She'll be here. She'll be here tomorrow in the service. And uh, she just, she got the Holy Ghost just a few years ago. Long story. Uh, matter of fact, she's going to tell her story at the youth weekend. So, so uh, come. Uh, but anyhow, she's got the Holy Ghost. Only one of her family. Well, her sister, about two weeks ago, started coming. Her sister's older than she is. And you know it's amazing, Brother Thrasher, that parents and family members, they don't care where they go, what they do, until you start getting to church. Boy, then, oh, and so, so they, they, uh, they call in all these people. That she she claims to be uh, a JW Jehovah Witness, and and so uh, Lindsay, uh, she she got this. That's the girls in our church. She got sick. Man, we had a sick. We had seventy seven people out of church the other night. Now that's not that fake sickness that you get sick at service time and God heals you for work in the morning. Uh, <laughs> That was just a free deal. That was an easy shot right there. It's moving right along. But so she was sick. She was in the hospital. She got out, and her sister said, I'm going to Mama's. And and uh, and they have called these Jehovah Witness, uh, I don't know what, I don't even know what, they were, some, they were the expert. They travel, and they came through there, yeah, I guess, they're twice a year, and said they have come down. And they're going to talk to this little girl that's trying to find out about the truth. And so Lindsay said, oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. So she got up out of her sick bed. She said, I'm coming to that. She's 60, 70, how old is she, 17 years of 16? 17? So she goes over there, and there are the elders, and there's all this. they laying out. And they said, you know, let me tell you about Jesus. You know, what y'all don't understand about Jesus, he, he, he's God. But you know, in the Bible, they have big G's and they have little G's. Now, Jesus is God, but he's a little G. He, he's mighty, but he's not the almighty. And old Lindsay, old Lindsay said, it, said, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me turn over here to Revelation chapter 1 and verse 7. said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, you know it, which was, and which is to come. Who is he? Who is he? The Almighty! They said, I didn't know she was coming to this Bible study. I'm going to tell you, you don't have to be ashamed or intimidated. This is the truth, and you can stand on God's promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm close to being done. We can shout over that. If y'all come to the music, amen. I think we ought to shout a little bit about the truth tonight. Hallelujah. We're not ashamed of this gospel. 
Hey, young man, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Take this to work with you. Don't get it. Am I all right? Am I all right? Can I, I've told enough about myself. I'll tell you another. We went to a, we would go to the gym. Now, I like to, I like to, I like to play. Uh, and so, anyhow, in my time, I don't know how they still do it, but they would all want you to skin out. Y'all know what skinning out is? You shouldn't be doing that. Oh, I, <laughs> but I was on, now I had a friend. Thank God he's got converted. He's a preacher now, matter of fact. Now I ain't going to tell you who he is. <laughs> but my old buddy, man, when they start looking, say, y'all got to skin. He'd strip it off. I wasn't going to let him see my bird chest. Hey, I had, no, no. My, my, my daddy wasn't there. There was nobody in my church there to tell on me. But this is why I'm preaching this here you tonight. Because you got to have something that will keep you when pastor ain't around. When they just say, well, well, what do you believe? You better believe. You better just get it in your gut. Wherever your pastor preaches your sleeves, that's where you ought to wear your sleeves. Amen. He preaches them down below you. Why would you want to roll them up and tuck them over? You need to cross the line and decide whose side you're on. Something else, you can hold this bill up, that's right, to the light. You hold it up to the light, and you can identify its authentic characteristics on the inside. Uh huh. Real children of God, they don't try to hide from the preacher. Don't have a preach. Ooh, there's brother. Ooh, there's brother Weeks. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hey, you ought to be glad when brother Weeks is coming. You ought to be excited when you're a preacher. You ought to be comfortable around your preacher. If you're not a counterfeit Christian, don't live in the shadows. There's there's that group in every youth group that they want to back up and they want to be a look. Get in the mainstream. That's where the victory's at. That's where the power's at. That's where the keeping anointing is. And finally, about authentic currency, it acquires it acquires its value by enduring. Thousands of pounds of pressure. This right here has been through thousands of pounds of pressure. The pressure applied, it distinguishes real currency from fake because over time, this real deal will last. It's durable. Can I tell you something, young people? Some of you face trust. Some of you just had it made. You were raised like I was, right up in the apostolic home. Thank God for that. That's the best testimony, by the way. Well, however you got here, let me tell you, every one of you, you'll only know that you're legitimate after you've stood through a few trials. After you've had some pressure on you, but you came out on the other side still intact, still with a testimony, still with a message for the devil. Hey, 
Hey, Mr. Devil, I went through the fire, but I'm still standing. I'm still in the church. I still got my testimony. I still got the victory. Oh, you've got the real deal on your side. My title tonight was The Cure for the Counterfeit Christian. Somebody asked, say, what's the cure? Somebody asked, what's the cure? Well, since you ask, I'll tell you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There is a cure. Let me tell you, for every counterfeit, you heard people say, well, I ain't going to church. Uh, there's a bunch of hypocrites there. Wouldn't you rather go to church with a few hypocrites than to hell with all the hypocrites? That's the way I figure it. Yeah. That's no excuse to be, be goofy. For every counterfeit, you always remember this. There's still an original. There's the real deal. For every Egyptian magician, there's a Moses and an Aaron. It said, you just stick around, buddy. The real, the real power is going to eat it up. <laughs> Woo, I'm glad I'm in the, the church. Your adversary, he's the father of every lie. Every counterfeit. When youth conference is over, he's going to come up and haunt you. He's going to torment you. He's going to buffet you. And he's going to try to delegitimize your experience in God. And that's the cure for the counterfeit Christian. Is every one of us needs to get another genuine experience of the Holy Ghost. From the top of your head to the soles of your shoes. You need a tongue-talking, soul-shaking, unashamed experience. Oh, that's what we want right now. Young people, get it for yourself. Get it for yourself. I'm at the end of the message. This is what I want to tell you. Whatever they're singing tonight, whoever you're standing by, don't, you don't have to grab a hold of whether you're crying, whether you're laughing, whether you're leaping, whether you're running, whether you're bucking. I'm telling you, get a hold of the power of the Holy Ghost and leave here this week saying, I got it. I've got it. They don't have to tell me. I know I've got it. Does anybody want a new experience? Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice as loud as you can. We've been known to get wild. Yeah, come on. Where's my leader? Drink to weaken them. Where's my leader? There you go. You don't have to look around. Pull it down for yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just our song. It's the way we do our thing. Just read the book of Acts. You'll 
to say. To 